Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Good afternoon. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. Every other Wednesday, we come to you with real answers from a biblical worldview. Answers on emotional health, faith, marriage, parenting, personal growth, and pursuing the relationships that matter most. With me is Christian counselor Chris Anderson. Hey, Chris. Hey, Sarah. What's going on? Today's topic is loneliness. It is winter. The holidays are over. Our families have gone home. We're back at work. It is cloudy. It is dark. The days are (laughs) short. And it's the peak time of year for loneliness. So what are some simple tips Mm -hmm. that you've got, Chris, to be okay? This is a huge topic, but we'll just hit some of the main ones today. You know, I would say more people deal with seasonal blues than are really aware of. But often we're lonely because we may be making false assumptions about ourselves and our abilities and then projecting those beliefs onto others, meaning we look at ourselves a certain way, we judge ourselves a certain way, and then we believe others are judging us that way as well. And this isn't often true. And this in turn increases our anxiety and decreases the likelihood that we'll reach out to others. So we really have to be careful of this because we can often be our worst critic. But social anxiety is one of the most frequent anxiety concerns raised by folks that, uh, that we see in the counseling world. And changing the way we view ourselves, others, as well as our circumstances to better align with the truth often holds the keys to getting past it. And then of course, becoming more willing to reach out to reduce loneliness and isolation. And then we need to, again, not allow our fear to keep calling the shots. We need to push through the anxiety and then start connecting with folks. The more we do that, the less anxiety becomes and the more we feel free to go out and and interact with others. You hit the nail on the head when you talked about belief systems, because that is it right there. And I've realized in my own personal life that my belief systems don't always line up with the mind of Christ. And so one thing that's really helped me is spending time with God in the morning before anything else because for me that negative thinking will hit me before I even get out of bed at one point I actually started sleeping with my Bible next to me like in the bed not on the nightstand but like right there (laughs) and a devotion so that before those thoughts come in before I even get out of bed I get in the word before I grab my cell phone before I go to the bathroom I've got God in my head. So how do you align mm-hmm. your thoughts with Christ? How do you Philippians 4, 8 and think on what is right and what is true and align those belief systems when you feel so alone? Your idea of having the Bible there and getting into God's word in the morning is great suggestion, Sarah. You know, posting reminders around your workspace, your house. You know, I like to utilize that reminder feature on my phone to send me a reminder at various points during the day with a piece of scripture or just take a break for a minute or two and pray at, at various points during the day. You know, I also encourage my clients to use a therapy journal. And basically what this is, is where you can take time to write out your concerns, give them some serious focused thought when you're able to, and then share it with somebody else. Or if you're in counseling, share it with your counselor. You know, I also write my prayers out at times to help focus my prayer life. And I have a whole trove of prayers typed and saved in an online journal that I can then refer back to and re-pray, if you will. And this helps keep me focused. It helps me to just sort out some of the other junk from other worries and fears that trying to distract me. And also, you know what, try to foster one to three close friendships with whom you can really be your authentic self with. I mean, this is so helpful and really attacking that what we call in the recovery world, stinking thinking. There is something to be said about writing the verses of the Lord on the walls of your house, right? So I think you just gave all the women out there a get out of jail free pass to go to Hobby Lobby. (laughs) You take all those Hobby Lobby signs and put them all over our walls. But it's true. Having scripture in front of your face, it changes your thought life. Mm -hmm. The other 
thing I would say, too, is how can worship and gratitude play a role? What are some ways that you can incorporate both of those? Worship is not just going to church services. We live on a very rural road here in western New York, and I was walking down the road. It was one of the first days of the new year, and I was just reflecting on what we do have in our area. And I'll be honest with you, I am not a big fan of gray skies whatsoever. And ask anyone who knows me well, and they'll, you know, they'll tell you that oftentimes my heart and my mind drift back to the days of when I was a missionary in Jamaica for a few years. But I just had to thank God, though, for the beauty of our area and the great people in our area. And I just turned this walk with God into an act of worship and gratitude at the same time. You know, we got to just expand our minds out a little bit in our definition of what worship really is. I mean, it's not just sitting in a church service. It's how we incorporate God and His Word into our daily practice of life and practice of relationships. And, you know, I still encourage my clients, again, to actually make a list of their blessings, literally count your blessings. And you'd be amazed. That really holds a lot of power because it's godly, too. You know, review that list frequently until it becomes more natural for your mind to drift into the positives instead of the negative. Real Answers comes to you every other Wednesday. You can hear more of this feature at familylife.org slash news podcasts.